This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu, and welcome. Uh, well, it's a fun weekend. Uh, mm. Donald Trump had more to say, uh, more to talk about, uh, more to love. Gee, he's just uh, he he just he's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, it would be it would be interesting to see if people who are supporters of him for any actual reason, which there are few. Uh, but if you have a reason, like I think he's going to do X, Y, or Z, as he backs off of all of these policies, do you change your mind? I, mean, I think the answer to it is to probably what, no. Probably not, because what do you change your mind to now? Because now it's too late. Right. Now you've got nobody to go to. Well, at least you could say he's bad, I guess. You could. Um, uh, at least say, you know, hey, man, maybe we, maybe we should have chose Scott Walker. Or maybe, oops, we maybe should have had Rand Paul or, or Ted Cruz or... Marco mm-hmm. Rubio, or I don't know anyone else, because I mean he's already there's already four things I think he's already flip flopped on, which is I know his taxes was one of them, um, uh, Goldman Sachs was another one. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was. There's I think there was a list of we were just building a list this weekend. There's at least four since he won the nomination he's already turned back on. It's like I I don't know you would never put up with this from any other politician. Mm-mm. Which actually made me a little bit hopeful this weekend. I had a moment of a brief flirtation with hope, Pat, this weekend. In that, like, we've been operating under the idea that Donald Trump ends the conservative movement because he's so terrible. Mm-hmm. Which it very well might be true and still the way I'm leaning. However, part of me thinks maybe the actual truth here is more similar to Barack Obama, which is, <clears throat> you know... I look at Barack Obama, because when Barack Obama was elected, the, uh, there was story after story, the Republican Party's going away. We're, it's a regional party now. We're never going to see anything from it again. It's gone. This is over. Look, look at these huge margins. This guy has captivated America, and, and people are now finally there. They're with progressives. They're going that way. That's the way this is going. And then what happened was, in 2010 was the Tea Party Revolution, the biggest wave election of the century for Republicans. And part of me thinks, uh, me, like... The reason Barack Barack Obama was a bit of an an anomaly. He was a one-person thing. It wasn't that America fell in love with liberalism or progressivism. They fell in love with Barack Obama. They fell in love with this guy who... Uh, you know, came in with a beautiful family, the wife with the hot arms, him coming out of the, the water with the abs, with his soaring speeches, and he's young and he's different and everyone loves him, blah, 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 blah. 
She really does have nice arms. She does have nice arms. You've seen those arms. They're so nice. They're so nice. Oh, man, those arms. So I'm hoping that maybe the Republican Party has the same story here. And that maybe the truth is not that Donald Trump has destroyed conservatism. It's just that they've fallen in love with this guy who just blathers out nonsense for some particular reason. Because he's a celebrity on their side for once. And his wife does have nice arms, too. And his wife actually does have pretty nice arms. (laughs) uh, Unlike the other situation. So maybe it's just that. Maybe it's another celebrity phenomenon that goes away. One election. What other situation are you talking about, Stu? Uh, Michelle Obama. Uh, mm. You're um, saying she doesn't really have. She nice does arms? not. No. No. Okay. So they're just average arms. They look like normal <laughs> arms. The, the, the arms of a normal person. Are we? Yeah. Are we in a break? No, we're on the air. <laughs> I know okay. you're. You're allowed to say that still. I think. Are you? Yeah. I think. You can say her arms aren't that great. We'll see if I'm still on the air. All right. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see. Okay. We'll see if you can actually say that. Uh, anyway, over the weekend, here's another thing that he said that you're going to have to deal with if you're a big uh, Trump supporter, um, talking about the Republican Party. We want to bring the party together. Does the party have to be together? Does it have to be unified? Mm-hmm. I'm very different than everybody else, perhaps, that's ever run for office. I actually don't think so. I think that... It doesn't have to be No, unified. I don't think so. I think it would be better if it were unified. I think it would be, uh, there would be something good that's about exactly it, but I don't feels. think it actually has to be but unified in the traditional sense. I'm going to do what I have to do. I have millions of people that voted for me because I have strong borders, because I want strong trade. I want good trade. I want trade. I don't want to be an isolationist, but what's happening with China, what's happening with Japan, what's happening with Mexico, they're just absolutely eating our lunch. It's a shame. It's terrible. So I have to stay true to my principles also. And I'm a conservative, but don't forget, this is called the Republican Party. It's not called the Conservative Party. You know, there are conservative parties. It's called the Republican Party. Wow. I mean, it, it tells you everything. Mm-hmm. He's a free trader, but he's not for free trade. He's a conservative, but he's, he's not, not for conservative. conservatives. I, it's, I, I, again, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Uh, there was more. Uh, he was blindsided, but, but not bothered by Paul Ryan. I like Paul Ryan. I think he's a very good guy. He called me three weeks ago, Chosen and he was so supportive. It was amazing, and I, I never thought a thing like so you're this. Stunned. I got blindsided by this. You feel blindsided by him? No, I would say stunned is a little bit, uh, it's politics. I'm never stunned by anything that happens in politics. But uh, I'm not, so I'm not, uh, yeah, I was blindsided a little bit because he spoke to me three weeks ago, and it was a very nice call, a very mm. encouraging call. I was doing well. Mm. So, by the way, uh, he uh, did not talk to Paul Ryan three weeks ago. At least according to Paul Ryan. I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. And also, he said that he talked to Marco Rubio. Uh, uh, so no, according true. to Marco Rubio, no, that did not happen. He's just making phone calls up. It's, it's unbelievable, this guy. So weird. But, I mean, again, what do you do? Get his phone records to prove it? I mean, no. I, I, I don't know why. And nobody cares. Even if you did, they wouldn't care. No. Yeah, they but Trump. Care. Yeah, but Trump. Yeah. Um, uh, so there was an interesting couple of articles about how this played out and that uh, Ryan... It was sort of unexpected that he did this, even from establishment circles. Like, they didn't necessarily think he was going to come out and make a big statement like this. Um, and I guess... the, the Like what? That he wasn't ready to support Trump? Yeah. I mean, because they're saying it's a public... Uh, who cares? So what? No, it's the Speaker of the House of the Party. So He's what? running the convention. I mean, so? there's so... Uh, you know, does he have to have Paul Ryan? No, he doesn't need Paul Ryan. No, I'm not saying he needs him. I'm just saying it's notable that he would come out and I guess say. it's notable. It just seems like a bigger deal is being made out of that than, and I'm sure, you know, Ryan thinks so too because he's he just he wasn't ready at that time to endorse. But I don't think wow, that's true. Wow, have they though, made right? a big deal out of it? He, but I mean, they, his camp has leaked details of how this came to to be. 
Uh, and supposedly, according to, I think it was uh, Politico, maybe, uh, who had the story, um, that Trump had made overtures to try to bring Ryan in to the, to the uh, circle. He had, he had hoped mm. to bring him in, and then Ryan, the same day, uh, went out and made this public statement of, I just can't support him right now. And it's interesting because, like, w- the Trump supporters will say to you, get in line with Trump or you're the worst person ever. You're, you're not a conservative. You're not a Republican. Mm-hmm. You're terrible. How can you do this? You love Hillary. So I just want to make sure I understand. If you stay with the guy who ran, who ran for vice president or president in 2012, you're horrible and you're not a conservative. But if you go with the guy who went for t- in 2016, then it proves you are conservative. Like, that one election cycle is the entire difference between, you know, conservative yeah. or not. Um, you know, he's the Speaker of the House. I mean, couldn't you say the same thing? Why aren't you going with Paul Ryan? He's a Speaker of the House for the Republicans. How, how could you buck the establishment like that? Mm-hmm. It's the same argument being made by Trump people, except he happens to be the guy at the top of the ticket instead of the, what, the number three in charge of the country. Well, it's, it's weird for Ryan, though, because he said that his principles were the same as Trump's. Remember that? Yeah. We, in fact, we, we made something out of that. Right. We and- made a huge montage out of it, uh, showing in many instances where they really aren't. Uh, so maybe he realized that. Maybe he heard the montage and that's what turned him around. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't um, know. You know, it's, 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 an, it's, it's an interesting thing because um, I don't think Paul Ryan is ultra-mega conservative. He's, no, he's not. He's not. I don't think. I think he's in the middle of the party. Maybe he's, you know, if you want to say he's slightly to the right of, the, of center in the party, you could maybe make that argument. I think you can make the argument that he's slightly left of center in the party. Yeah. Whatever. He's, he's not a... Depending uh, on the issue. Yeah. He's a mainstream Republican. He is. Right? Yes. Um, and so, but, but again, like, a mainstream Republican is way to the right of Donald Trump. And this mm-hmm. is what we've been trying to explain over the past year, in that, like, it's not an issue as to whether you think... People get establishment and conservative conflated as if they're the same thing. They're not. Like, you're saying, well, I'm anti-establishment, therefore I'm a conservative. No. You can be anti-establishment and be a liberal. And that's what Trump is. Mm-hmm. He might be anti-establishment, but he's a liberal. And the reason why the establishment and many people in the establishment mm-hmm. are swallowing him up now and being happy to deal with him is because he's such a liberal. Yeah. They like the progressive parts of him. Um, and, you know, the one thing I, I had a problem with um, Ryan's uh, argument, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing that I had a problem with Glenn today, talking about potentially having Trump on, is that... Yes. Will Trump come on and, and have a meeting with Paul Ryan and say, oh, you know what? I think it's very important. We're on the same page on these things. Of course he will. Mm-hmm. Of course he will. And he'll be lying about it. You can't like the idea that Trump I can win you over. I don't think he'd come on over, our show, though, and say that. Uh, Do you think he'd come on our show? I don't, I don't think there's any I think way he, he would come on and say he's conservative. Really? And I'm going to build that wall and we got to be tough on other you countries. You do think he would oh. come on? Oh, no, I don't think he would come on. I'm saying right. if he came okay. on. Yes. I'm saying if he, if he came on, he would, he would he try to say would be, would be conservative. Yes. And he would, yeah, would he try to win our voters over? Sure. Yes. Sure. And would he be conservative? Yes. And so what's For the, the moment, he would be conservative. Right. He would say he, he would sound yeah. yes. generally conservative unless we right. pressed him really hard, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, I would want to. I don't know what the, the you know, what the, what his people's, you know, if they would put restrictions on it or whatever. I don't think we'd take the interview in that case. But the, the thing is, like, Paul Ryan, okay, I, look, i got to see more from him. You know, he's got he's to show that he wants conservatives. All right, well, what would happen there? You have a closed-door meeting with Paul Ryan and Donald Trump. Donald Trump will say all the things that Paul Ryan wants to hear, that he's really conservative. Paul Ryan will come, up and say, come out and say, hey, look, you know what? 
had a conversation with Trump. And, you know, there's things that we disagree on, but I think we agree on enough. He really is, he believes a lot of conservative values, a lot of the principles are the same. And I think, you know, he's going to change going forward. Then Donald Trump will go on TV and say, well, he came to me begging like a dog, uh, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get this interview done. And I just I decided to have a meeting with him. He came to me begging like a dog. And I told him, hey, look, you know, I'll do what I want to do. If you want to come along with me, fine. So first of all, he'll, he'll screw Paul Ryan in the interviews. Mm-hmm. And then he'll come out and say liberal things that disagree with whatever he said in that meeting over and over and over and over again. He won't mean any of the things he said in that meeting. And now Brian's on his side. Like, what's the point? Look, if you haven't made up your mind now, by now on Donald Trump, you're, you're, I mean, I, I don't know. Everyone, everyone has. Everyone's made up their mind on Donald Trump, if you paid any attention at all. Some people, obviously enough in the Republican Party, uh, liked him. That's why we don't think, feel the need to come out and beat you over the head with it every day as we go forward. I think we're having a bit of a ramp down period here um, in that, like, you know, he's still making a lot of news and he will continue to. And I don't know exactly how to to do the show without talking about the Republican nominee. Um, I don't think we avoid him like we did Barack Obama and get fined every time we bring up his name. Uh, But I mean, the point is to not, there's no value anymore in sitting here obsessing about what a loser and liar this guy is. Um, At least there's a diminished value until we see what's going on with third parties. Mm -hmm. So I think now we're kind of in the middle there, but you know, we made our case. And as you pointed out, Pat, like if we were going to make an impact, we made it in the primary. Got our guy to second place. Yeah. Um, whether I mean, he was more responsible than that when we were. But two consecutive times. That's what we do for you. <laughs> did it with Santorum? We did it with Cruz. Yes. We're pretty darn proud. Yeah. Pretty pretty proud. We're of that. number two. We got them to number two. Yay! <laughs> you know who's great though? You know who's really awesome? Who's that? And can get her candidate to number one? Uh, Sarah Palin. Sarah freaking Palin. No um, doubt, no doubt. Uh, she will work to defeat Paul Ryan, she says. Here's Sarah. I think Paul Ryan is soon to be cantered as an Eric Cantor. His political career is over, uh, but for a miracle, what? because he has so disrespected the will of the people. And, um, yeah, as the, uh, the, the leader of the GOP, mm. the convention, certainly he is to remain neutral and for him to what already come out and say her? who he will not support was not a wise one. decision of his uh, you know i think why paul ryan is doing this mm-hmm. jake is, is. Uh, it kind of screws his chances for the 2020 presidential bid that's, that he's gunning for if the gop were to win now that wouldn't bode well for his chances in 2020 and and, and that's oh, what he's shooting for so a lot crap. of people with their never trump or not right mess. now trump mantra going on they have their different reasons i think that one is paul ryan's reason um uh, wow so just a first of all um mm. you're he, paul ryan is bad because he's uh ignoring the will of the people you do realize the will of the people was barack obama uh and yet you still stood there and opposed him and opposed mm-hmm. him since he was elected mm-hmm. um it's okay to oppose the person that the majority of the, and it's, especially when it's not even a majority, it's a plurality uh, of voters uh, actually mm-hmm. choose. 40% of Republicans have chosen Donald Trump so far, 40%. So this is not mm-hmm. some overwhelming mandate. Not to mention that even if it is, 
uh, I still oppose it. And there's been a liberalism mandate over uh, how many how many years did uh, the the Democrats control the House and the Senate over the past hundred? Right. The major the overwhelming majority, and yet we still fought against it. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What state is uh, Paul Ryan from? Uh, Wisconsin. Who won the yeah. state of Wisconsin? What was the will of people? What was the will of people in Wisconsin? Uh, it was never Trump. And oh. beyond that, his district went against Trump. It was something like sixty to forty or something like that. So the idea that he's going to lose uh, is probably low. The one thing I will caution uh, Paul Ryan on is uh, Sarah Palin talks a lot about, I would say she talks a lot of nonsense, uh, honestly. But here is something she has a deep expertise in, uh, which is a political career being over. Um, she knows <laughs> she this. She does. Uh, hardcore. Yes, she she understands this topic really well. So if you're Paul Ryan, you should listen to her on that front because she knows that path. She is familiar with it. Very familiar with it. And, uh, you know, she's, look, she's giving me some valuable advice there. Yeah. I mean... She'll take you from being a uh, presidential contender to being a person that every once in a while shows up on a on a pundit show. Oh, never mind. Did Maybe. you see the Facebook post Maybe. you did? Yeah, I love the fact, too, that she's like, well, look, I mean, Paul Ryan is abandoning the will of the people. Um, You quit your job as governor in the middle of the Thank term. Thank you. You were elected by the people and left Which I to do a reality I have show. I've never what forgiven her for that. great point. I've never forgiven her for that. I mean, that is that. terrible. You can't, I mean, look, I, she can complain and say there was legitimate reasons for that or whatever. Whatever. It's certainly the will of the people was her to do the whole term. Yeah. And she just bailed on them in the middle of it. To go do what? A reality show and a book? Yes. I mean, I mean a couple money. of reality shows. I mean, she's right? a joke, obviously, at this point. But it's still, it's, you know, because Trump won, she's going to be in the media a decent amount. And honestly, that's good. I, I think that's very positive. People should know that they're the same person. They are the same person. You know, like Sarah Palin, mm -hmm. when she comes out and she's blathering about nonsense, you realize that Trump does the same thing. He's <laughs> the same person. Like, they, neither one of them has a coherent set of beliefs. Neither one of them can, can form complete sentences. Neither one of them can uh, keep a thought together for an entire sentence. I mean, that, that, they're the same person. No, and they seriously. should be tied together how, how closely. How do you feel about her? They Seriously. should be tied together closely. <laughs> okay. And they are, right. luckily. I think that's going to be good for him. Okay. He does seem to be already distancing himself now that they're past the primary. Though. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I didn't have anything to do, to do with that. She, that's she her. She's her. a free agent she's on that free front. Free. I don't know what she's doing. I don't, what? Who? Sarah who? <laughs> <laughs> and at the beginning, he said he worked so hard to get her endorsement. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, I worked really hard. This was the endorsement everybody wanted. This was the one. This yeah. was the jewel of the endorsement world. And I worked really hard, and I got her. You got Sarah! Her. And you got and her right before Iowa, which you then went lost. And lost. Which, which he lost. Again, like I, she, he seemed to do a lot better when she wasn't on the campaign trail for Very it. true. Very true. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. It's coming up in a so I want to remind you to start your short-term energy food supply today. You could, I mean, look, you could do more than short-term with my Patriot Supply. You can do whatever you want. You want. Yeah, they'll take care of you, honestly. I mean, it's America. Even, even if they're like, well, I would let you call them up and say, look, uh, I want to store enough food to feed Jeffy for a week. And they'll say, well, that, look, that's, that's a do you, how big is $198 um, million dollar prospect. <laughs> so they can do <laughs> up to $198 million worth of food, as far as I know. Uh, but they have, right now, My Patriot Supply has brought back their best offer ever. It's, it is really an amazing deal. You get a 72-hour emergency food supply. I've seen these for up to $40. Um, for 10 bucks. Ten dollars. Yeah. You, you can't beat this deal. Yeah, uh, you're going to instantly save sixty percent right off the bat, um, and you know ten dollars is going to guarantee. It's a basic, uh, a very low amount of money. 
to guarantee you food mm. for 72 hours in any emergency that you could pick up in a bag and walk out of the house without having to plan, without having to pack, without having to be a prepper, without having to dig a tunnel into the into a mountain somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is this will get you through. I mean, 90 percent. Of, of real emergencies because you'll be able to eat and feed your family for three days. This is like if you go to a baseball game, you've already, you know, forget about the ticket price to get in, but you buy a, you buy a hot dog and a Pepsi, that's going to be about 38 bucks. <laughs> At least. It's going to be a $38 deal. So call them right now, 888-411-6844, 888-411-6844, or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. Yesterday, I wrote a, uh, a Facebook post. It was kind of an open letter to Trump supporters, sort of declaring a detente for a day. And uh, what time is it? And it's, we're getting pretty close to the end of that day. But, you know, uh, as I said on the, on the post, it's just, it seems that most of us used to be on the same side, right? We, uh, uh, most of those who oppose Trump and those who support Trump were on the same side of, uh, of the spectrum. What happened? So I, I, I really love to investigate that for a change without hatred or insults or name calling. I mean, yeah, we, we talked about Trump a lot. We're always saying, you guys are obsessed with Donald Trump. Yeah, he's running for president. That's what happens. This time, though, we were talking about your guy. So it made you angry uh, when we talked about him in a negative context. I get that. But you've accused me, you've accused Glenn, Stu, Jeffy multiple times on my Facebook page and elsewhere for uh, selling out our values. Well, maybe you could share with me which values we've sold out. Because the fact is, our, our opposition to Trump is based on his policies. And for the sake of our detente, I won't bring up any past positions he's held. I'll only mention... Uh, his statements during this particular campaign. So let's start with the big one. Uh, Donald Trump currently, right now, this moment, supports universal health care, including an individual mandate. So he would force people to have insurance. His plan be paid for by the government. In other words, we pay so that every every American can be in, insured He has lamented the fact that not every American is insured under Obamacare. He would fix that, he says. I mean, we were vehemently against Obamacare. Why would we now support Trump care? And for me, that that by itself is a deal breaker. Trump is for tariffs. I'm not. I'm a free trade conservative. Trump says he is too. But then he adds, we need tariffs because we're losing to China and Mexico and all of that. Well, if you advocate tariffs, you're not free trade, right? I was against tariffs before, and I'm against them now. He doesn't believe the rich are paying their fair share. He has and still does favor higher taxes on the wealthiest Americans. I don't. I personally believe when the government takes 50% of everything you earn, at least uh, that's more than enough. 40% is more than enough. 
35% is too much. Trump doesn't buy that. On ISIS, Trump first said, we should let Russia take care of it. Then he said, we should bomb the hell out of their oil. Later, he said we needed to send 20 to 30,000 troops in, kill ISIS and capture the oil fields, not bomb them. Then he said, destroy their oil and let our regional allies send troops. And I think, I mean, that seems to be his current position. But I'm sorry, that's just too much changing and jumping around on an issue like terrorism for me to be comfortable with. If you're comfortable with all that, okay, fine. But can you really claim that I'm selling out by not supporting that? Then there's the issue of abortion. If it was made illegal, what happens to the woman involved? Now, you know, obviously, first of all, Chris Matthews asked Trump a stupid question. I grant you that abortion isn't illegal. So why would we even discuss this issue? And if it were illegal, I I think we'd pretty obviously handle it the same way we handled it prior to Roe v. Wade where the abortion providers were penalized. But on the day that Chris Matthews asked the question, it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and Matthews asked Trump if if a woman should go to jail for having an abortion. After searching for a while for a place to land, Trump finally said the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. Yeah. So that's what he said at 1 o'clock. At 3.36, Trump put out a statement. Uh, unclear and should be put back into the states for determination. Okay, that was at 3.36. 80 minutes later, he said this. The doctor or any other person performing this illegal act upon a woman would be held legally responsible, not the woman. The woman is a victim in this case, as is the life in her womb. So he finally got there on the third try. I mean... On the only issue, or one of the few, it seems, that we even agree on, immigration, he still never articulated how in the world he's going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. Uh, They've clearly said they're not going to pay for the wall over and over and over and over again. A wall, by the way, which he initially said he could build for $4 billion. Uh, Then he said $6 billion. Then he said $8 to $10 billion. Now he says $12 billion. Uh, so, you know, he, and he was going to, he was going to do it for 4 billion because he was so much better than everybody else. How did he become 12? He's a good negotiator though. He's negotiated himself from 4 billion to 12 billion on that (laughs) wall. And nobody was fighting him on it. (laughs) He's negotiating against himself. He also, he's also taken both sides during this campaign as to whether or not to send illegal aliens back home. He, He said that you can't do that in an interview in September. And he has said that we will. I mean, so I, I don't know where he stands on that, legitimately. And I could go on, but it, it's already way too long. So again, I'd love to know exactly what principles we have sold out. Uh, suddenly we're rhinos or we're neocons because we've spent 10 months pointing out all of the things I just mentioned, reminding you of all the principles that hardcore Republicans used to have and conservatives have lived their lives on. And the nasty rhetoric has gotten so bad that Alex Jones, a guy who doesn't even believe in Islamic terrorism because it's all brought on by the CIA, a guy into the deep, dark world of conspiracy so deeply that he believes the NSA or NASA 
or the CIA or someone <laughs> has killed thousands of American astronauts. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Google it for yourself. Look it up. Oh, he, wow. he believes something to that effect. See if you can noodle it out because he talks about a Google Alex Jones moon. And it will oh, come up. Because he and his huge doesn't rant. believe in the moon landing. Doesn't believe in the moon landing. So he thinks they so killed all of them to cover it up. where they had to kill everybody. Yes. Even that guy is calling us evil. I mean, really? At that point, it's time to take a breath and call detente, I think. Uh, you know, besides, your guy won. Uh, you didn't need us to make that happen. We, we mentioned that again on radio this morning. You certainly won't need us to beat Hillary. Right? Right. Because, I mean, the point when we were so supposed to come in be and fine. be oh so helpful was the primary. Now yes. that you're into it, good luck with that. Good luck. I mean, I, you know. I, you know, and they will, they will accuse us because we won't be super flattering and falling all over Trump. They will, they will accuse us of being responsible for his loss in November. Whereas, how is that possible when we couldn't get Cruz with, with Republicans? We couldn't get Cruz to the, to the, to the nomination. So now we can get Trump to the to win the White House with Democrats with whom we have no poll anyway. How is that possible? How is that even possible? It's just it's 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 a, a preemptive excuse. It's a preemptive excuse for uh, nominating a terrible candidate. Yeah. Um, now, of course, if you look at this, and because I've heard people say this, like, I'll always blame never Trump if uh, if if Trump loses. All right. Well, maybe you should go back and look. Pick the date you believe never Trump started. Two months ago, three months ago, six months ago. Pick it, any date. And then look at the polls, Trump versus Hillary Clinton before that date. And what you will see mm -hmm. is he lost all those polls, too. He's lost all the polls. In fact, he was closer then. Um, he, he's now uh, down by 13, 14 points in some of these polls. He has no, uh, there's no reason to make the argument um, logically that never Trump has anything to do with this. The only thing never Trump tried to do was, was make it so you had a guy who had a chance. Now, Plus, Cruz would have had it would have been it would have been easy for Ted Cruz to beat Hillary Clinton because, you know, uh, the media would have been tough on Cruz and, and mm -hmm. they would have loved Hillary and they would have fawned all over him. He would have at least had a chance. But he tied or beat her a lot of times. Yeah, a lot of times yep. in the polls. And Rubio uh, did very well. Uh, in, he did in, better in, than the other better thing. than Cruz and better than Trump. Um, so if you mm -hmm. wanted an electable, the most electable guy, you would have gone Rubio. You wanted a guy who was cons was more conservative but still give you a chance, you would go with Cruz. And if you want a guy who's super liberal and has no chance, you go with Trump. That's the one that we, you guys chose. And I mean you guys, because I think you guys uh, are kind of... You guys elected him to the douche hall of fame. Right. So, so you did elect him as well. You're exempt from all this. Um, when you say you never voted for Donald Trump, uh, think about your douche hall of yeah. fame vote. Uh, right. Twice you voted oh. for him. <laughs> twice, right? right? He not only won, then he won Grand Nozzle, too, right? Liars. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right, more Pat and Stu coming up. <laughs> Lion Ted fans. <laughs> Seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump has uh, even flip flopped on bigotry. For instance, 
uh, Trump speaking with Newsmax in November tw uh, 2012 after the election. Uh, the Donald said Romney had a maniacal and crazy policy of self-deportation. Uh, it's mean-spirited. Um, in uh, 1999, with the advocate, he was talking about Pat Buchanan flirting with a Reform Party uh, presidential run. He said that he used to like Pat, but now he's he's too crazy. Uh, he had he had read things he had written about Hitler, Jews, blacks, gays, and Mexicans. <laughs> I mean, I I think it's disgusting that speech he made at the '92 Republican convention was a disaster. He wants to divide Americans. Clearly, he has a love affair with Adolf Hitler, and that's sick. Uh, Buchanan actually said gay people had chosen Satan and suicide. Now he says he welcomes gay people into his campaign. The guy is a hypocrite. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, one of the one of his summary statements about this about uh, Buchanan is just he's just said too many crazy things to be president. Too many. Mm -hmm. Too long of a list of outlandish things to be president. I mean, it's like describing himself. By the way, of course, Buchanan, even after this treatment, is in the Trump camp, supposedly, um, which makes perfect sense. That right? doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me at all. Pat Buchanan is flat out nuts. Uh, they really go through. The, like, the, I mean, in the mm -hmm. 1999 stuff, like, I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it shows where he really is, mm -hmm. where Trump really is, a New York values guy, right? Like, to use that term. Like, he believes, like, you know, th that's his default position. He's trying to be conservative now to win this election. Obviously, he's won the nomination, so he's, he, you know, he's going to continue that. Um, now, I think he's down the road far enough where it's hard to immediately pivot, but he's pivoting already on multiple issues. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the 2012 thing is really interesting to me. 1999, I think that's probably where he really is. But in 2012, his reaction to Mitt Romney was he lost because he was too mean to Hispanics. Right. Uh, he was. Uh, he had a crazy policy of self-deportation. And he was too mean-spirited. Mm -hmm. um, and he was turning off Hispanics from voting for him. Now, Donald Trump has done more than anybody outside of David Duke, probably, to turn off Hispanics from voting for uh, the Republican Party. Um, and in num pure numbers, he's done even more. But polling-wise, uh, his unfavorable ratings are two points away from David Duke uh, with the general populace. Um, he's got an 81% unfavorable rating with, uh, with uh, Hispanics. 91 with blacks uh, in the 70s with younger voters, uh, women in the 70s, and in the high 60s with even when you include white male voters. I mean, so he's, you know, he's a complete disaster electorally. Um, but that was his opinion of Romney in just 2012, not like 99. I mean, look, 99, 2000, that was 16 years ago. Certainly you can, you can transform your viewpoints. It's interesting to note that Trump isn't claiming he's done that, however. He, Trump has, to my knowledge, has never said, uh, with the exception of the issue of abortion, has never said, oh, wow, I was super, super duper wrong before and now I'm right. He has little qualifications. Like he'll say, well, I'm not for the wealth tax anymore because it wouldn't pay off the whole debt. I'm not for universal health care anymore because that was a long time ago. And that was talking about that mm -hmm. in 1999. The ch situation has changed. Those aren't, that's not him changing a fundamental principle. That's him saying, look, uh, right now I can't apply that principle. Um, you know, we're, abortion, mm -hmm. he, to his credit, and, and again, I think the, the transition is weak. Um, when you're saying you still want to give money to Planned Parenthood, I don't know that, I don't consider you pro-life. However, he at least made a... Uh, he has a story as to why that changed. Now, Roger Stone, his closest confidant, says he's lying about that story, 
says that the real truth is that he's talking about himself, not talking about a friend. Um, you know, the whole joke of I'm asking for a friend. Uh, that's kind of what he says Trump was doing with his abortion conversion story. But whatever, at least he's got a story for that one. Well, it's it, a lie, people, another lie. Right, but conservatives in the Republican Party are um, foisting upon Donald Trump this story of conversion. They're saying, well, yeah, he used to be liberal, but that was a long time ago. Now he's conservative. Donald Trump isn't saying that. Donald Trump is just saying, I was right then and I'm right now, but some of the, tr- some of the circumstances around them changed. Th- mm-hmm. That's a big difference. He, mm-hmm. hasn't had, he doesn't even claim to have this. Like uh, David Horowitz, we've had him on before. David Horowitz, he, his parents were communists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he grew up a hardcore he a liberal. He was a communist. He had a, a, tr- a deep transition in which he says, what I believed before was horrible. It was a horrific thing. Rafael Cruz, no, he didn't kill JFK, but he believed in Castro early on and had a huge conversion. These are conversion stories. I used to think this way. I now think that way of thinking it was horribly wrong. Did Donald he, Trump doesn't say that. Did he kill McKinley, though? He did kill I McKinley. I noticed you skimmed right over that. He did kill McKinley. Okay. We, do, we do believe uh, that uh, Rafael Cruz did so, kill William McKinley. So no on JFK, but yes on McKinley. Yes. Okay. Um, also, uh, Trump was apparently called out. Uh, see, this is what's going to happen now with the media. They weren't calling him out on, on these kinds of policies and flip-flops before. Uh, George Stephanopoulos had him on over the weekend and called him out on a couple of backtracking positions. Uh, here's one of them now. Bottom line, do you want taxes on, on, on the wealthy to go up or down? Uh, they will go up a little bit, and they may mm. go up, you know. But they're going down above, in your plan. No, no, in my plan they're going down, but by the time it's negotiated, they'll go up. But people like I don't me mind you paying more, more. taxes. I don't mind paying more tax. I'll be honest with you. I don't mind paying more tax. Do. I've done very well over the last But under your years. plan, you pay less taxes. But under my plan, it's going to be negotiated. But negotiate. in the end, will someone like me or Donald Trump pay more under your tax I have plan? a feeling we may pay some more. But I'll tell you, the middle class is going to pay a lot less. Wow. That's what uh, it is. There it is that's again. A, that's a Democrat proposal. It's not a Republican proposal. Right. There it it's is. It's what Hillary Clinton says. It's what, it's what, it's uh, what Bernie, Sanders Bernie Sanders says. says. It's what Barack Obama says. And um, they keep saying it, too. I don't want to pay more. I don't... Yeah, you're a multi-billionaire. Okay? Of course you don't mind paying more. You won't notice the difference. Um, there are millions, millions, millions. millions of Americans who will notice the difference. So there's one backtrack already. Already. I mean, this thing hasn't even gotten going yet. And he's already backtracking on all the primary proposals he made. Uh, Here's another one that he backtracks on. Minimum wage. All through the primaries, you're against an increase. Now you're saying you're looking at it. So what's your bottom line? Well, I am looking at it, and I haven't decided in terms of numbers, but I think people have to get more. But and that's a not a very where you were during the primaries. Sure, it's a change. I mean, it's a change. You need flexibility, George, whether it's a tax plan where, you're gonna, where you know you're going to negotiate. But we're going to come up with something. But my real minimum wage is going to be I'm going to bring companies back no, into this no, country, and they're going to make a lot more wage. than the $15 no, even. They're going to make world. a lot more than that. I, okay. I mean, Trump supporters... There's two issues right there. Bang. Already backtracked on raising taxes on the wealthy and on, I guess they won't care if they're middle class people. So somebody else, a Democrat mentality. So that's somebody else. Let them pay for everything. They're already paying for virtually everything. Already that's happening. Then the minimum wage, he said, he said during the campaign that Americans are making too much money. And that's one of the reasons that we're losing to China and Mexico. Now he's saying 
that the minimum wage is up for negotiation. Everything's up for negotiation. By the way, so is immigration. So is the wall. We're going we're gonna to negotiate, negotiate on that, too. We're going to negotiate on what happens to the people who uh, are already living here, the 11 to 20 million. We're going to negotiate on that. Everything's up for negotiation uh, I will, with this guy. Uh, may I take a, uh, a page from the Pat Gray playbook here? Yes, you may. If Donald Trump builds a 40-foot wall across the entire southern border, I will eat my underwear. Wow, really? I will eat my underwear. <laughs> Are we? Uh, I really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm going to fulfill this. Policy. <laughs> you're turning around on Trump? Yes. Uh, there, if he builds. I, first if, of all, I'm voting for Trump. Uh, you, Stu? <laughs> I mean, Jeffy? Jeffy, you're voting I, for I, Trump? I, yes. yes. I will tell you. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, know like, what? First of all, he didn't stipulate he had to be president. He just said if Donald Trump builds a wall. So I just want I said Donald a forty foot wall across the entire southern border. That's fine. He doesn't have to be president to do that. Okay, does the entire mean one hundred percent of it or can he skip certain areas? Uh, Ninety nine percent. Okay. How about that? If he wants to skip a percent somewhere, I'll, I'll be okay with it. All right. Will you? And it's got I want it to be a forty foot wall a wall. A forty foot wall. This is the thing is and again, like I you know, luckily, I didn't say I would eat my underwear if he won the nomination. So I understand that I'm not, all my predictions are not exactly accurate. However, um, if he becomes president, which is highly unlikely, but if he does, he will not build that wall. No, he I won't. Promise you, he will not. Uh, certainly not a forty-foot one. No, he will not build it. Yeah, maybe, you know. I mean, I would settle for a fence. I'd settle for the double fencing. Where it makes sense, where they can get the land, where they can do this, I would settle for the fence that was mandated by law. That is not what he's promising. All the way back in 2006. That's not even what he's promising, but I'd settle for that. Just build the freaking double fence. Yep, that's all you need. Um, and that's, that would take care of 80 or 90% yes. of the problem. You'd still have some. Uh, they did this in San Diego. It took care of 93%. Yeah. Of the violent was, crime and the illegal crossings. It was 93 to 98 or something. It, yeah, was, a, it was really good. An, an incredibly high percentage. So he will not, I mean, and I honestly believe he will not build the wall. He will not build a fence. He will not build, he will not get Mexico to pay for it. No. Um, oh, no. No chance. Oh, absolutely not. No. But I don't even think he'll build the wall. I don't even think he will build the wall with us no, paying for it. No, I think you're it. probably right. Um, there's a, I mean, it's certainly not a 40-foot wall and certainly not over the entire border. That's not to say no. that he might build a fence in one part and say that I told you I would build the wall. There it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- yes. Hey, not a wall. And I, I don't think he's ever once called it a fence. It's yeah, always a wall. It's always a wall. It's always a wall. It's going to be a big, beautiful wall. And it'll have a big, beautiful door in it. 40 so, feet high, Pat. And then he said, we, and I, will, I won't even hold him to the extra 10 feet, he said, because I'm nice. Because I'm a nice so guy. 30 feet? You'll give him. No, no. He said it was 40, and then it was an extra 10 to 50. Oh, okay. I won't even hold him. To the uh, the extra ten, I'll just get right. a forty foot wall across the what is it? How many miles, Pat? Uh, nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred mile wall that's forty feet high that Mexico pays for. That would almost be the wall that I've called for since two thousand two, and that's a wall so high you can see it from space. Right. Uh, that would almost qualify. You could. I mean, a two thousand mile forty foot wall. Come on. You got to see that from the moon. At Although least, I will right? say that they say that you can't see the no, you, you Great can't Wall of China. From that's space. a supposedly it's an urban, urban legend. legend. Yeah, yeah. Although I have not been able to. But it's not forty that feet. The, China, the Great Wall of China is not forty feet high. How, high, how tall is that? I don't know. It's pretty. Um, impre- it's a pretty impressive wall. It is. And you it know they is. built that thirteen hundred years ago. It's what? called management. It's called having a country. Okay. All I know is crooked Hillary. Vote Trump. Build the wall. You, now you just want to do this to torture me. Build the wall. I will. I will oh absolutely eat the underwear 
40-foot wall, entire border. And the funny thing is, I, let's, how, I mean, I shouldn't give him any. I should hold him to every promise he's made. 50-foot wall, entire border that Mexico pays for. That Mexico pays for. I should hold him to all of that because they all say, they act as if this is a, a thing right. he's going to do. He's not going to do it. I would be surprised, and I'm not, maybe I won't eat my underwear on this one because he might do it. But if he gets elected, I would be surprised if he even puts a proposal out there that does this. I know. I would, I would be, be surprised I really, if he I actually would be too. legitimately proposes The way he it. feels about everything being a negotiation, no way. Right. Yeah. He, you know, it's, he's just not going to do it. Well, whatever. But, I mean, hey, well, I can, you know, I'll, I'll, get to, I'll take your underwear recipes if he gets elected. By the way. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, there's plenty of those you'll for you, them. my friend. Yeah. You'll need them. Uh, by the way, the uh, Great Wall, 15 to 30 feet. So it's 10, 10 feet under what he's proposing. Triple eight seven two seven back. More how big that bad up. boy is. A 40-foot wall. Holy cow. Stu's eating underwear. That's what I'm saying. He's eating underwear. Uh, This is really depressing. This is a depressing story. Uh, There's a report that Cruz, and I kind of believe this, although I've never talked to him about it. I don't don't know that Glenn has either, but uh, Ted Cruz reportedly wanted Marco Rubio as his running mate because the campaign believed that the Rubio, uh, the Cruz-Rubio ticket would be strong enough to beat Trump. And so they they did a poll testing that in Arizona, Illinois, Wisconsin, some other states. And the campaign sources said that the poll results showed a blowout for the Cruz Rubio ticket. I do remember rumors of this at the time. Some people are saying like, uh, well, uh, Rubio, um, you know, first of all, Rubio is not he doesn't have to take it. Right, he doesn't have to. Take no, he doesn't it. have to. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything bashing Rubio. If he decided it wasn't right for him and didn't think it was the right thing to do, there's nothing right. wrong with him not taking it. Um, but like a lot of people were like, "Oh, don't blame Rubio." Uh, you know, you know, if you if you needed to look for a vice president, you've already lost. Well, I mean, if you're getting offered a vice presidency, that means you've already dropped out of the campaign. So I mean, you definitely lost. <laughs> you know, the Rubio people who. Like, mm-hmm. you know, think that it's a move of desperation mm-hmm. on the cruise part. Well, yeah, you know, it kind of was. And I, and I give him credit for it. You know, if you're going to sit out there and say, like, look, I'll, I care enough about this that I'm going to try everything, which he eventually did with Carly Fiorina. It was a mm-hmm. little too little too late. But, hey, you know, you, you leave it all on the field. And that's all he has to do. Yep. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. I know you could. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Thank you. Jeffy, can you say that? Hi, neighbor. It's a no. beautiful day. He couldn't. He couldn't say. He said, "Hi, neighbor." Yeah. Which is not what you I just said it after the high neighbor. That's how stupid. Did Jeffy he is. did he ask you to say it after the high neighbor? I don't remember that no. being in the part Jeffy of the instructions. So, Jeffy's so stupid. Oh, it was instructions. Yes. He can't follow simple. Although it was just a request. No. Uh, no. Instructions. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Searches on for a third party candidate to take down Trump. Hey, it's going to be tough. I don't know what gonna the path be is here because I don't what either. I want is someone that I can cast a vote for. Yeah. Um, which is would be someone who's conservative and more conservative than Trump. Right. Um, however, mm-hmm. that does not actually help because mm-hmm. what you're doing there is theoretically keeping. You're, you're going to. Ha- I mean, it's going to be Hillary Clinton most likely, um, who's going to be helped by a conservative being in the race. The one thing you could say is like, let's say you, if you let's say you ran someone like uh, Greg Abbott. Right, who's currently governor of Texas, somebody who's pretty popular in Texas. Yeah. And he just won Texas. That would make it impossible for Trump to win the election. He could not could not get to two seventy under any normal circumstances. You know, this side of Hillary Clinton uh, murdering someone on stage at a, at a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like you have to have Texas if you're a Republican to win the nomination. And it's pretty much guaranteed for any uh, Republican. Well, did the person she killed deserve killing? Uh, Jeffy, you want to comment on that? That's always the question. I don't know why you're looking at me. I mean, that's... <laughs> if it was Jeffy, <laughs> then, then they'd probably be all right. Then with maybe she she'd skates. win with 800 electoral yeah. votes more yeah. than you're even available. Maybe it helps her. Okay, but so Wait. the scenario is: let's say it's uh, Trump gets 272, right, and Hillary Clinton comes right under 270 and cannot. Um, she, she, she's out, and Trump gets to 272 with Texas. If you bring someone in that knocks him off in Texas. You prevent anyone from winning 270 electoral votes, which sends it to the House, and then you can pick somebody good, in theory, good. Now, who that would be, God only knows. The House would choose it, and that's a Republican House, so it would be a Republican, but who knows what Republican it would be. Mm-hmm. It certainly would be better than Donald Trump, mm-hmm. no matter who it was. Um, so do you do something like that? I guess that's the idea. The problem is, more than likely, uh, that candidate will... Um, take votes away from Donald Trump in those states, and Hillary Clinton will win by more than normal. She will win all the states and win with 350 electoral votes. The only way that this happens is if Trump, you're taking away a win from Trump uh, in the perfect circumstance. Um, so, mm-hmm. that, But again, that's going to be difficult. Uh, the, other, the other thought about it is you take in someone who is more of a moderate person in the middle that tries to take votes away from uh, Hillary and Trump and win coming down the middle. Um, the, the, Mike Bloomberg had tossed around that idea for a while that he would jump in. Now, of course, I wouldn't vote for Mike Bloomberg either. Um, that doesn't help me at all. Uh, but the way to keep one of those two out of the office is, you know, maybe you own someone there. Yeah. The other thought I've heard people recently saying is Bernie Sanders should run as an independent, and Ted Cruz runs as an independent, right? So then you have four choices on there, and who wins then? Then it's interesting. Then it's interesting. Probably almost definitely goes to the House at that point. That would be great. But the problem is the Democrats are not going to do that. They're, gonna, they, they're fine with Hillary Clinton, to be <clears throat> perfectly honest. Don't you think? Uh, yes, probably. Um, I mean, Sanders supporters might encourage a third-party run, which would be great because it would split with her. What, uh, I mean, that would be fantastic. Um, and then it does open it up for somebody else. Uh, but, yeah, I doubt it. So they're throwing out names like uh, uh, Tom Coburn, who's a Republican uh, senator from Oklahoma. 
would be a unifying figure for conservatives, but his health is in question after a battle with cancer. And, and I don't know that Coburn doesn't excite me, but I would vote for him. Probably some issues lately. Yeah. But, yeah, I probably would cast my yeah. vote for him, um, but I would not be thrilled about it. Ben Sass, I'd be pretty happy about Ben Sass. I think, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, obviously you go through a presidential campaign, you're going to know more about a person. But I mean, what I know about him right at this moment, right? Um, he's been on the show many times. Uh, he's been very much never Trump from the beginning. Uh, he knows the Constitution very well. That's, you know, he speaks in those terms, and that's what I want. Just so, probably yeah. wouldn't beat Hillary. Uh, no, sadly. so he would beat Trump in some states, probably. Maybe. Or yeah, at least maybe. have a chance. Yeah. Um, but that wouldn't Probably take over. Nebraska. Uh, governor Rick Perry. Former Governor Rick Perry. That's definitely not happening because he's endorsed not happening. Uh, He's already Trump. endorsed Trump. He's big, big, and so is Jindal. So is Jindal, who's also listed here. Uh, they both removed themselves by announcing they will support Trump. Two other potential candidates. Mitt Romney, who excites no one. Uh, virtually no one, except maybe his wife. I'm not sure. Uh, that's questionable. Maybe his children. I, I don't know. Who is excited about voting for Mitt Romney? You think I, Romney could win coming down the middle? I mean, I think <clears> probably not. Because uh, like, he would take, he would definitely take votes away from Trump. Uh, would he take a lot from Hillary? I don't know. I think he's still probably seen. not that many. I think Rubio. Glenn has <clears throat> Glenn had an idea with Rubio that if Rubio tried that, he'd have a better chance. He's got a chance because he takes I, I like some. the Rubio possibility. Rubio's the way Glenn phrased it was equal parts from each, and I don't think that's true. I think he'd take more from Trump than he would from uh, from Hillary. Hillary, but I think he takes some from Hillary. Yeah, I do too. It's, a, it's an interesting thought. He would never do it, but it's an interesting thought. And the last one they mentioned, uh, former New Mexico governor and the current Libertarian Party nominee, uh, Gary Johnson. And the problem with John, like I, I've done a, some research. I would say I'm at the beginning of my um, third-party research, as I do expect to be casting a third-party vote, I mean, unless mm-hmm. something crazy happens at the, one of the conventions. Um, but uh, the Libertarian Convention is the end of this month. There's one more debate, I think, in a week or two um, between the three main candidates. The ones that they're talking about are uh, Gary Johnson, um, John McAfee, and uh, Austin Peterson. So the th- quick profiles of them. Gary Johnson has the best, has a great resume. Uh, he was the two-term uh, governor of New Mexico, so he comes at it with a little bit of like political chops. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not like just some guy. Um, he actually ran a state for two terms. He's obviously, you know, done this before. Um, and sometimes the Libertarian Party will take just some guy. Yeah. Uh, in fact, everybody else is some guy. Like, He's you know, look, it's hard to win. Pediatrician from yeah. Wilmington, Delaware, introducing right. Bob Hoffenmeister. And that's not necessarily bad, right? I mean, like Matt Bevin <laughs> was just you, a businessman, right? He, he didn't have political experience, and we yeah. were very much behind Matt Bevin. Um, it's you can mm-hmm. do that. However, libertarians are almost always stuck doing it because they don't they can't get into office anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you ha- he, Gary Johnson was a Republican when he was in office. He ran as a Republican in the 2012 uh, debates um, where he went against um, uh, the you know the Romneys, the Santorums, the Gingriches. He dropped out pretty early, but he did was he did participate in a couple of those debates. Then he switched to libertarian, ran as a libertarian. And uh, wound up getting over one million votes, which was the highest amount of votes they've ever received as a party. And there he is. And there's Gary Johnson now. Now, Gary Johnson um, is a pro-choice libertarian. Ugh. Um, and nope. he also had a really weird exchange during the Stossel debate in which he talked about how uh, you a, a baker who has religious opposition to doing a gay wedding should still 
go through and have to make the cake for the gay wedding. Now, what? I expect that from some, certainly from the left, and I expect that from some maybe, uh, me, you know, um, establishment type Republicans Not to get that a from libertarian. a libertarian who would be like, you're going to have the government personal force choice. this yeah. guy who owns his own business to be, really? So one of the other candidates As a libertarian? Said, yeah. One of the other candidates That doesn't said, even make uh, sense. So would you force uh, a Jewish baker to make a Nazi cake? And he said, yes. What the so hell is I, that? Again, like I, what is he's that? not perfect by any means. Oh, However, no. um, you know, seriously flawed. Seriously flawed. Um, however, I still would uh, rather mm. I'd, I'll, I would cast my vote for him before I cast my vote for Donald Trump in a mil, you know, right away. Um, secondarily, the, I'm giving you the negatives, by the way. He also talked about low taxes and no intervention uh, mm. from the government in your business for the most part, uh, with that one exception. He talked about lowering regulations. And I mean, like they have a libertarian base. So 90 percent of their talk is small government, which is why I can deal with libertarians, because when they make errors I don't like, typically it's on the side of smaller government. This is an exception I'm telling you about with Gary Johnson. Is he a big uh, um, uh, legalize prostitution and drugs guy? I, I mean, I, I believe that would be his stance on it. How um, I would say they, they all emphasize the pot thing, right? Because it's been it's become a, a majority popular decision mm -hmm. at this point, and it's you know it obviously. So he's even said that he smoked pot uh, every once in a while. He says he smokes pot every once in a while. Now? Now? <laughs> really? That's what he said. I mean, it's I around. What are you supposed it? to do? Have not we? smoke it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so stupid. Yes. Actually, yes. It's an interesting uh, question, Jeffy. Jeffy. We've come that far now. To yeah. where well, not only did he smoke it in his past, but I smoke it now. Yeah, every once in a while. Every once in a while. I mean, yeah, but I'll, like you see, get that. out a needle and inject myself with heroin. See that? Every once in a while. But again, you'd say about a, a, a Republican could certainly say, "Yeah, I have a drink here and there every once yeah. in a while." I mean, like that's how they look at it as libertarians. They say it should be it should be legal and the same plane as alcohol. Now, I heard you made this point off the air earlier this morning. There's an argument to be made that it's it's actually less damaging. Yes, um, for the alcohol. pot thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I you know and. So Certainly, no one would, would. I mean, they did. A, our president did something called a beer summit right. in the middle of his free. He, not, he was in office. It happened at the White House, right? So he, they see it this way, um, and and it's certainly more able to be acknowledged now that it's quote unquote legal yeah. in several states. However, that's not actually true. It's still federally illegal, but they just get away with really it and weird. they don't enforce it. But yeah. weird sense. What, what brought that up is that we were talking. I watched a, a report from uh, one of the big big pot in Colorado. Uh, this lady is, and I, forgive me, I forgot her name, has got a huge operation, which is fantastic. And her operation, and she was saying that everybody keeps giving her a hard time and a hard time. And she was saying, if my last name was Coors, you'd be loving me. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and in Colorado, they're, she's both, got a point. they're both legal. So she does have a point. Yes, and, she does. You know, there's been a lot of studies, and I'm sure they're contradicted by other studies. But they show that, that marijuana is not as bad to drive on. If, like if you've smoked pot and you're stoned, you're going to be a better driver than if you're drunk. Right. Well, right? Problem, I mean, well that, the problem is that I have is that I've Jeffy? never done one at, one at a time. Oh, okay. So okay. I can't really, I'm so not you can't sure. Really. You can't separate it out. Okay, yeah. that's, that's a fair, it's a fair answer. It's a fair assessment. Um, so that's, he's the front runner. Uh, the, the most likely nominee, I would say. And the Austin um, then you have, kid? So you Austin have Powers, Austin, Austin right? Peterson. Oh, um, Peterson, okay. My understanding is he was a producer or uh, of some sort with the judge on the judge's show, what was on Fox Business. I wonder if we met him then. When Maybe, we were at Fox. yeah, probably. We, we um, he, met him. he was a, um, 
Uh, he runs a cons- uh, libertarian website. Um, he's very much in the Ron Paul frame of things. Uh, the, the notable thing to our audience, I think, and why he's the one that's most um, uh, uh, cited as the guy we should look at is he's a pro-life libertarian, which there are. Nice. I, mean, I would say it's you know probably thirty percent of nice. libertarians are are pro-life. I'm throwing that number out just mm-hmm. off you know out of what I've read. They're not all. Uh, pro-choice, um, and so he's a pro-life libertarian. Um, also, he you know was better on gay marriage than uh, he was you know at least my and Glenn answer on you know I want the government out of all marriages. Um, he's that way. Um, you know he uh, the the issue with him is he's he's the lowest possible age to be constitutionally eligible. Thirty five for the presidency. He's thirty five years old. And while look, I'm uh, I'm forty, um, which is sad to say. Uh, but I'm 40, uh, and uh, you know, so I, you know, I don't have any problem with someone who's 35 years old. But he looks young, so he looks younger than 35. Mm-hmm. And you know, he looks a little bit, at least in this first debate, he looks a little bit like deer in headlights a little bit. Not that he doesn't know the issues. I think he really does. I think he's more of an activist. I think he's a guy who's like, I know these things. I will never bend on them. Uh, his delivery and his um, uh, his. Her, his uh, gravitas, as they would say, is, I don't know, he doesn't feel winnable to me. However, that doesn't matter to me at this point. I'm not looking for a person who's going to win in the Libertarian Party. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, mm-hmm. So I would be, you know, I, you know, he's probably, because of the pro-life thing is, is, is a real dif- uh, a differing point here um, and probably makes me lean his way, I guess, um, as I'm just, but again, I'm just starting my research. The third guy is this guy, John McAfee, who uh, is a, uh, you know McAfee um, antivirus software. He started that company, sold it a long time ago. He's had a an interesting history, um, which has led to several legal battles with uh, foreign governments. Uh, is uh, he tried to explain those away? I don't know that he actually did in the debate that I watched on, uh, from Stossel. Um, I, he was questioned in a murder of a, of uh, at one point in Belize. But what you're saying uh, is he has some experience uh, internationally. That's, that is one way to put okay. that, yes. This is the Jeffy candidate. Okay. Jeffy, you should definitely be voting for this guy. Um, and and he, out of all of them, because the other thing I didn't mention about Gary Johnson, he's actually terrible. He's a terrible candidate. Like, he, he looks like, he, you know, he's just not good on stage. And mm. this is one of the things we knew, noticed when he was in the Republican debates. It wasn't necessarily his ideas. He's just like that guy who's not, you know, he reminds me of Lincoln Chafee. He's like that kind of awkward, like, he doesn't... He doesn't seem sure of himself a lot of times when he's speaking. He says things you're like, wait a minute, doesn't he realize what he's saying right now? He's like, he's just not good at it. Yeah, but Chafee had the incredible uh, yes, platform of the metric system. Of the metric system. Which he wanted to, and that right. won us over immediately. Right, yes. Immediately. So we were big supporters, and that, but that so. ended quickly. Um, McAfee, however, out of all of them, has seemingly has the, had those moments where he actually would connect. Like he, it, because he's just kind of like, they were calling him in the in analysis, of like he kind of just like that, the the stoner guy you know who kind of like can like break things down and make it sound kind of you know like what is it? Yeah, Kennedy I think was one of the um, Kennedy and Matt Welch were doing the analysis of this debate and you should watch it I'll, I'll let me I'll tweet out the links because it's all it's available on YouTube but so that guy that kind of like familiar sort of stoner you know who kind of kind of makes some interesting points and then at some points you're kind of like what is he even talking about he's like that guy but he had he was he he was more personable at times than the other two candidates where like Austin mm-hmm. Peterson I think has the best platform for my tastes um at times it felt like he was a guy trying to impersonate a politician 
Like he was trying to learn how Maybe to do it is. on the fly, and it probably is. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that's okay. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't bash any of these guys. I, at least they're on the side of liberty. You know, I mean, I, they want smaller government, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, all three of them are that way. However, it's you know, Gary Johnson's going to be the, the big time favorite there. And if he's the favorite, I mean, you know, he might get 5% of the vote because everyone hates Trump so much, but he, I don't think he has any chance of winning. I don't know that any of them had any chance of winning. Like, there's none of those guys. You're not like, a, like a, Glenn mentioned Mike Rowe uh, as a guy who could run down the middle kind of of this. And he's a good communicator. He's really smart. You know, he's a blue-collar guy. Like, there, there's an argument to be made that if he ran the perfect campaign, maybe he could break through. Like, there's, it does not feel to me an argument to be made for any of these guys right now. Austin Peterson, in, in four or eight years, might hone his thing a little bit, his act, and, and, mm. and, and kind of get that persona a little bit more. I think he has, uh, has there's some hope there. I don't see any hope for, uh, for Gary Johnson or, and McAfee. I mean, he's the type of guy that if he was able to, like, work with someone who understood how to do this a little bit, maybe he'd have a chance. But, again, his policy-wise, he's not, you know, he's not as good as Peterson, I don't think. Mm. So that's my first break. break All right. Well, we'll see. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents to it coming up. Seven two seven bet. Patent Stu. Uh, Trump is saying today, see how well I do with women. Yeah, I, I, I will. We will. And so will you. Can't wait. Uh, the other thing he's saying now is that, uh, you know, ever since backtracking on the minimum wage situation, whether it's $15 or 12 or whatever he's going to go for, uh, he says seven twenty five. Nobody can live on That's not a livable, uh, livable wage. And you're right. It's not for a family because it's not supposed to be, as we've said a million times. This guy has such a progressive, liberal mindset. He can't even come to terms with conservative principles. Mm -hmm. Like the minimum wage is for teenagers just getting into the job situation. Your first time, you don't have to make 40 bucks an hour. It's your first job. You're earning money for college. You're setting it all aside. You live at home. You know, maybe you're making some money for a date or college, whatever. You're, you're not supporting a family on $7.25 an hour. That's not what it's for. The people who make $7.25 an hour are usually not the people with families of 10. Uh, it's right. agonizing. Well, and what was his, uh, what did he say, living wage? Was it, did he say for a yeah. family or did he say not, living wage? It's not a livable wage. It's not a livable wage. I mean, it's not supposed uh, to be. It's not supposed to be. And First the reason, of all, it's entry level it's not wage. A, yeah, um, the reason it's not a livable wage is because you're talking about a family. Now, if one person who is one person in, lives on in it, rural Nebraska uh, works 40 hours a week making seven twenty-five an hour, so mm-hmm. uh, let's say even if it's split between two jobs, mm-hmm. um, so they're going to come out with uh, 280 say 300 bucks a week, roughly. Right. Um, 1200 a month. 1200 a month. 
uh, that's going to get them. So you have 1200 a month. If you were, get a roommate uh, and you're paying, like uh, my brother-in-law has a roommate. He's paying a few hundred bucks a month in rent in Texas. He lives near Dallas. It's not like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He pays like 300 bucks a month in, in rent. Uh, if you pay 300 bucks a month in rent um, for a room with a roommate, and you have, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe you take public transportation depending on where you are, or you have a, an older car. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make your bills. Maybe you ride that. a bike. I mean, I, you know, right? Maybe yeah. Depending on where you live and work and what the situation is, is that is it possible for that to be a living wage? The answer to that is yes. Is it easy or is it no. desirable lifestyle? Maybe no. No. Um, no. And can you support a family? It would be very difficult to do. Um, however, uh, you know. A lot of people uh, with the programs uh, through the government make that work because um, many people, even if you're not making seven twenty-five an hour, a lot of people might be working, making ten dollars an hour, but only working thirty hours, thirty hours a week. Maybe not working a full schedule and making three hundred dollars a, um, a month. Um, you know, the taxes don't really hit you at that level, um, so that's not really a huge factor, uh, except for payroll tax, which, by the way, Ted Cruz wanted to repeal, and you guys said no. Not you, but, you know, people. Um, so, uh, you know, look, is it possible? Yeah, but the issue is, um, the dumb thing about it is, is it possible to do in Manhattan? No, it's not. You, you can't, you basically can't do it in Manhattan. Which is um, why almost no one makes minimum wage. First of all, no one makes it almost anywhere. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very small percentage of people who make seven twenty-five an hour anywhere in America. But the idea is, it's a, it's not... If you wanted to have a minimum wage, because uh, my argument would be that there should be no, uh, certainly federal minimum wage at all. Um, but if there should be, if there was a minimum wage, you want to do it by a much more localized uh, area. You want to say state, I would say even more local than that. Some mm-hmm. cities have it. Uh, you want to have it in your city? You can have it in your city. Um, you know, uh, Seattle did a $15 minimum wage. I mean, it's working out really well there. It's really hurt well. employment there, especially in restaurants. Stupid. Um, you know, it's really hurt them. But still, you can at least argue, and then you can overturn it. But to, to put that onto the rest of America, you're talking, I mean, a person who's making $15 an hour in, the, in a super rural area where things don't cost a lot, I mean, they're going to hire nobody. Look, they're already unveiling the kiosks at McDonald's because yeah. of these reasons. Um, because there's, the, the cost is too high, they can employ less people, and they will continue to do that. They will find solutions to the seven twenty-five an hour person, and it won't be more people. <clears throat> It'll be less people doing doing more work and more machines. Mm-hmm. Yep. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Also, the uh, uh, North Carolina governor suing the Obama administration over the bathroom law challenge. Uh, Pat McCrory filed suit today against the Department of Justice in a bid to preserve the state's controversial bathroom law. I mean, good for him for, for standing up to this nonsense. Um, state was facing a Monday deadline set by the administration to respond to its demand that they scrap the law or face legal action. He refused, and instead he filed a lawsuit. Ah, there he is right there. Oh, there's boy. A, there's a look at him. Mm-hmm. That evil, evil man. I guess he just Kate did a, a speech, too. This is, uh, well, mm-hmm. here is, uh, let's, let's play this audio first, or video first, and we'll watch this, and we'll talk about what happened today. All right. What I've asked for, I asked for Friday, was an extension. They gave the ninth largest state in the United States, the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department, three working days to respond to a pretty complex letter and to a pretty big threat. Well, we don't think three working days is enough to respond to such a threat from a... Did they respond to your request for an extension? Yes, they said no. Unless we will give you a one-week extension if the governor admits publicly that the ruling, that their language uh, regarding bathrooms does, in fact, discriminate. Oh, jeez. 
Wow. Mm. The um, worst. So he did, a, I guess, the a worst. press conference that just ended, um, and uh, they are going to keep pursuing this, it looks like. Good. Um, so, I mean, it is bizarre to say that. Sure is. Because I, I can understand the theoretical argument here, right, of uh, the transgender thing. We've talked about it quite a bit. Um, however, why do you have men's and women's bathrooms if this is your concern? There just shouldn't be, you shouldn't put any labels on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, if this is a real thing, w- like, we keep saying, like, well, they should be able to go into the one they feel comfortable in. Why do they exist? They, they exist to separate men and women. That's why they exist. They exist to discriminate between mm-hmm. men and women. Mm-hmm. That's why they exist. So why have any of this at all if you're going to go down this road? Yeah. Again, one person, one bathroom. Constitutional amendment. Do it. Yes. Yes. And why, why are the sensibilities of the people in the bathroom already who are women, uh, biologically, and uh, they identify as such, why, why don't their sensibilities matter at all? If, if they're uncomfortable with a man coming in there who's uh, you know, identifying as a woman but is a man biologically, that doesn't matter. They, they just have to grin and bear it. Sorry, you don't matter. I don't care if you're in there with your three-year-old girl, your six-year-old girl, or you're in there changing or or just coming out and you're partially clothed. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I, I guess, you know, we've got Fox 4 News here in uh, the DFW reporting uh, that we're searching for a peeping Tom right now who used his cell phone to record video of an underage girl inside a Frisco Target dressing room. Hmm. Now... Target opened up their restrooms and their dressing rooms and said, hey, anybody can come in here. If you feel more comfortable dressing in the women's dressing room and you're a man, go ahead. Investigators say the suspect put his cell phone under the wall of a female changing room and shot video of the girl. Uh, The incident happened at the Target store uh, in, uh, in Frisco, Preston Road. The boy took off after the girl noticed the camera while changing clothes. She told her parents, who told an employee, but by that time he was gone. I mean, this is gonna, gonna keep. I guess that's the kid right there. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, this is gonna happen. Of course, right? It's gonna happen. I mean, it, it happens. Exactly it happens without the separation. Yes. It happens without it. So, I mean, and people use that as a defense for the policy, as if, well, look, it's happening anyway. Well, right. yeah, it's gonna happen more. A lot more. You're going to have more people. I mean, a lot more. There's going to be more opportunity to do this because you're right next door now. I, I, it's crazy. It's a crazy world. More patents do come out. Program triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Um, so Jeffy uh, has some stories for us now. Jeffy uh, has this magical Yay, story. It's Jeffy's <laughs> story time. Jeffy's got some stories time. Jeffy has a story or two, and here he is now. Time for you. Time. Dan. Those are those are getting better. Yeah, yeah. I pretty those good. are really getting good. better. We do have yeah. production on the way. I for mean, that, Jeffy. oh, why? I mean, we should just 
right? I mean, your live performances are a lot of people like the live performance rather than the master, uh, you know, yeah, uh, all the recorded, versions. yeah, boo to the recorded, <laughs> yeah, yeah, live is where you want to go. More raw, yeah, right. It's more real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So you know, we got for us today, Jeff. A couple things that probably here. couldn't yeah. happen in America. What? Uh, one, uh, Emma Thompson, a Greenpeace uh, activist, and her pals. Uh, in England were uh, upset over a, uh, a company that uh, wanted to uh, use a farmer's land for fracking. And so they wanted to have a big bake-off, a solar bake-off on his land. And the court injunction said, uh, no, uh, you can't. And they said, we're going to do it anyway. And so they set up their tents mm. and brought in all their people to uh, uh, protest fracking on this guy's land. The farmer showed up. He was Yes, I don't know if we got the video yet. I, I sent it to them, but it might not be uh, uh, soon enough for them to have it. He came back with his tractor and a giant tank full of poo. Poo? And sprayed it all around their little solar bake-off tents all over. <laughs> and just sprayed it all around oh, the entire brilliant. solar bake-off. brilliant. And, <laughs> <laughs> they continued. They continued their uh, their little bake off, and the original video shows them doing their little bake off. But even Emma Thompson's like, we at one time we were just smelling the cake, and now we're just smelling nothing but poo. <laughs> it was all. It was bad, and it looks <laughs> is this real? Bad. Yeah, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's something. If could you get away with that in America? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I, I wonder know. what's going to happen to this guy. Even though it's on his land. It's right. his land, right? So right. he wanted, So the story is the farmer owns a farm. He wants fracking on his land. The company's going to come and frack And right. a, a dumb actress comes in and says, no, you shouldn't be able to do with Correct. what you want. Correct. And so he puts poo around them. Correct. Good story. It's a very Jeffy story. I it's a say. good now, story. Another European good story, story. Uh, from Croatia, along the same line, a farmer uh, asked these people over and over again, to stop parking on his land for the weekend uh, flea market. Yeah. Uh, He keeps asking and asking. They keep showing up and parking. So he just brings his tractor and plow and plows all around the car so they can't get out. And the only way they can get out is to, you know, drive over this huge hunks of dirt plowed over uh, to get out. So they're either trapped or they're going to ruin their car trying to get out. And the people complaining that they they hurt their car uh, trying to get out, and the police are like... um, it's his land. Right. Yeah. What were you doing on it in the first place? And so, I, would they do that in America? No. 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 I doubt that. You're right. They probably would. The, the owner of the home would mm. go to jail for 20 years. Mm. I doubt that. And an example of why stuff like that doesn't happen in America, uh, our assistant uh, attorney general, Carol Mason, wrote a piece last week in the Washington Post uh, saying that... Uh, many of the formerly incarcerated men, women, and young people I talk with say that no punishment is harsher than being permanently branded a felon or offender. So we're not going to call him that anymore. Mm, that's beautiful. That is so, beautiful. What are we going to call him? What are we going to call him? What's the new word, Jimmy? Uh, what can we, we call, call him people? We can call him people. <laughs> you actually probably really like this story, though, because, you know, obviously people refer to you as a felon. As a criminal. Criminal, pretty often. And a douchebag. Can we, can we use the word douchebag still, or...? Is that one? Yeah, you can use that. Okay. That's fine. If you're talking right, about good. me, that's fine. Good. All right. Not, not about them. Right.
Not about them, no. Here's, no, another, no, no, no. here's another food story. Uh, food companies frequently advertise their products as natural. Boy, that's, isn't that the truth? I mean, everything's natural now. Yeah. Either natural or organic. It's a word that tests well. It does, mm-hmm. and th- they both do, and they, they suck me in with it. Even though I realize there's probably not that much difference. And, and to be honest, I don't know what the difference is. If it's all natural, what does that mean? So, <laughs> it, I guess for cattle, you've only they've only, they're only grass fed. They're not they're not injected with hormones, I suppose. But I don't know but that don't for a fact. That, right? yeah. But I, I don't know it. Mm-hmm. Turns out, no one really knows what that means. <laughs> the word natural may conjure positive images of unprocessed food, free of additives or artificial flavors, but there are no official rules governing what constitutes a natural product. And companies are free to use the word natural on almost anything. Wow. Plus, you pay a lot more for it. Like, you know, when you go to the grocery store, we have one in, in town near us that uh, that has natural meat. You know, it's just, I, I, and I really don't know what that means, but I do know it's like $21 a pound. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's yeah. natural, you baby. Mm. And so what is so special about the natural one? And what is so not special about the unnatural one? Is one of them a synthetic cow, or what happened here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's big business, right? It's I mean, big business. Uh, and they do, you'd think, like, some of these have actual meanings to them. Like, some of the mm-hmm. weird words that they throw on things have some sort of meaning, some sort of standard they're supposed to hit. I mean, this is why I think the private organizations do a better job with this. At least they can monitor it and obsess about it. Why the government has to come out? Uh, and deal with this, I don't know. Right. But through tomorrow, anybody can send the FDA their thoughts on what the world, word natural, uh, when applied to food, should mean. Now, I think that means, as it says above here, it's not processed. It's not, there's no additives. There's no artificial flavors. What does that mean, flavors. it's not processed? What, is it, what would you even say that means? In today's world. I, mean, I, I don't know. It. I mean, food, so they take a radish out of the ground and throw it in a box it's easier give to define, like, like milk or something, because... Well, it's, pa- it's got to be pasteurized, right? doesn't have to be, but... Right, so I guess, yeah, maybe... Maybe so, it's not so pasteurized, any milk maybe that, it's not homogenized. Right, so any milk... <laughs> it's raw. It's just yeah. raw yeah. milk. I mean, I, I, My I, wife I was will, on a big raw milk kick for a while. Oh, I bet. Can, can well, you buy that at a normal milk. store? Can mm-hmm. you buy that at a normal store, or you have to go to, like, a no, farm? No, you got to go to a farm. Because I would say that, like, that's the sort of stuff that I think natural should be, right? Like, completely untreated, out of... Yes. Like, nothing happens. Yes. Of course, you know, even putting it into a freaking carton is some treatment. Like, you're doing something to it, right? <laughs> I mean, it comes out. I think natural should mean you walk in and you put your mouth under an udder. <laughs> <laughs> now, that I don't want to do. No, no. I wouldn't pay extra no, it's uncomfortable that. under there. Um, saying. Yeah, I don't think I want to explore at that at all. But yeah. thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what... Um, I don't know what any of that stuff means. I mean, because the unprocessed is a very is a term I hear from a lot of people who like the natural or organic or whatever, and it's like again, like all of this stuff is processed in some way. What what part of the process do you not want? Right, because they're uh, the, the all natural products. Right. Like yogurt that is doesn't still come out all of a processed. cow, right? Right. So no. say unprocessed yogurt is not yogurt. Like <laughs> anything that doesn't naturally just exist. And still these things go through processes of some sort. Almost everything does. But I guess you could make the argument. You pick a banana off Mm -hmm. a tree and you deliver it to somebody. In theory, that's not processed. I mean, it's been transported, but it's just not processed. It's in its original wrapper. Maybe you can make that argument. But processed, I mean, processing for a lot of things is fine. 
it's good. It's just a scary thing that people don't like because they want to. They, they picture in their mind like pink slime, like with people just dumping in like yeah. fake. You and know, we've seen those stories. And yeah, and you see those from time to time. But that's not like that. Just gives all processing. A what about name. injecting? Um, what about okay? In the in the case of meat, yeah. What about injecting the meat or whatever it was, cow, pig, yeah. whatever, with hormones? Right. They do a lot with chickens, man. Oof. Okay, chickens. Pigs. Uh, no, no hormone mm-hmm. injections on any of them. Then that's natural, isn't it? I mean, yes, but I mean, but then but what are they? Eating? No antibiotics. They, antibiotics they... is another big thing right. for my wife. Yeah. No antibiotics. No hor- hormones. I don't that's think natural is for. the right word for this. Per se, organic. Um, yeah, I mean, it, organic is probably mm-hmm. the one that has the no um, hormones and 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 all that. And put, right. Plus, and then you have grass fed, which means what it means supposedly. So then, natural would be like, like no artificial flavoring. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I it's guess. It's natural fruit juice. You expect there not to be right, like, artificial so they didn't, they didn't, stuff in they're there. They're not adding, but are they adding yeah. sugar? But yeah, they do. That's um, what I'm saying. No, yeah, yes. sugar, which sugar is a natural, is natural ingredient. But yes. of course, the nat- sugar has also but been processed. Un- unnatural Correct. would be like a uh, like a sweetener that's not sugar. Well, I guess. I mean, but there's lots of natural sugar, of course, in in fruits too. So not all of them. They don't. Right. Well, some of the fruits sugar. they put in yeah. uh, real sugar, and they don't put in the uh, the the corn syrup, and the fructose corn syrup, which makes it yes. natural. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, you know, like to me, like you know, a fruit punch that you're making like that's completely out of nowhere. That's different than a you know um, a, a juice. You know, like like you're you're coming up with your own drink essentially. Um, which I'm completely fine with, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, like I could see a line there. But, like, the, the idea that, you know, it's like even grass-fed. Well, I mean, what was the grass grown with? Right? Like, was it grass fertilized? With, yes, uh, with natural cow poop. Right. I mean, maybe, yes. maybe. But is that, does that what that really means? I would love to see that. I guarantee you, the green thumb people uh, that come and spray chemicals on your lawn, um, probably yes. do that in those fields so they can get nice grass for the cows to eat. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where you draw these lines. I, luckily, I don't, I don't have either. any of them. <laughs> but it makes life yeah. easy. So it's easy. But you can sound off with the FDA right now uh, through tomorrow. Oh, you, right? Does Keith have something? Keith keeps uh, waving his arms over there and trying to distract me in the middle of the break. What you do? Come over then and come over and talk to Jeffy's boob. Oh, yes. I'll move. Right. Let me Keith move. I'm going to start coming up with microphone. more often. If you're going to speak into the breast. All right, yeah. what is it? All right, so um, this is from the FDA website. Um, are natural and organic foods the same? Um, no, although organic foods are natural by definition, the term natural applies to not only Jeffy's chest, but applies broadly to foods that are minimally processed and free of synthetic preservatives. It goes on and on. Okay, so organic not only refers to the food itself, what is happening (laughs) but also how it was produced um and it goes on i've got a rancher friend i believe he said seven years they have to go before they can uh, spray chemicals on a field for to get out of the so like in other words if it's seven seven years it's still organic Mm-hmm. At the seven-year mark of no Jeez. chemicals, then it becomes organic. That's and amazing. they'll come and test the soil and all that crap. Probably the most amazing wow. part of that is you're saying Jeffy's boobs are natural? There's that's been no surgical enhancement there. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Nobody has well, man boobs that big. Triple eight seven two seven back. More pets. True, too, but that's out. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
John Kerry slamming the uh, the wall that Trump's going to build. Oh, no. He was apparently speaking to graduates at Northeastern University. Good news, John. He's not going to build it. No wall is big enough to keep dangerous terrorists out of the United States. Makes me want it. No wall is big enough for that. Well, Trump's not going to build it, A. B, of course this is true. Uh, because people fly in and they overstay their visas. So it's not about only right. walls, although a fence would help. Yes. It would help the problem at a minimal cost. Yes. Uh, but here he is talking about uh, Trump and his wall to the graduates right now. Here's some of what he said, even as we Richard demands speak. from us something more than a nostalgia for some rose-tinted version of a past that did not really exist in any case. And I think that everyone here, especially the class of 2016, understands that viscerally, internally, intellectually. You're about to graduate into a complex and borderless world. Oh, really? A borderless mm. world? Mm. Well, I don't think I want to graduate into a borderless world, uh, John, because uh, that's uh, it's unconstitutional for one thing. Uh, but here he is talking about the wall, no, no, no wall being big enough to keep the terrorists out. You were out. in elementary school when you learned the toughest lesson of all on 9-11. There are no walls big enough to stop people from anywhere, tens of thousands of miles away, who are determined to take their own lives tens of while thousands. they target others. Not in a clash of civilizations, but in an assault a raw assault on civilization itself. So I think that everything that we've lived and learned tells us that we will never come out on top if we accept advice from soundbite salesmen and carnival barkers who pretend the most powerful on. country on earth can remain great by looking inward and hiding behind walls at a time that technology has made that mm. impossible to do and unwise to even attempt. Wow. Uh, wow. North Korea is pulling it off, uh, so we should definitely do that. Mm. Um, I, I uh, <laughs> uh, think that uh, Kerry, there is a legitimate point hidden in his ridiculousness, which is that it's not the sole solution. However, terrorism is not the only problem we're talking about here. In fact, I think the mm -hmm. terrorism is the thing the wall protects against least. least. It, it, I mean, the terrorism is a different... I think a wall might help, or a fence might help, Certainly border security would help because um, you're shutting down an avenue in which terrorists could come, but it does not do it by itself. It's really more of, an, uh, uh, of a um, rule of law issue and a, an economic issue. Um, and I think there's also a basic criminal issue that's addressed by it. Uh, but it is not a – I mean, terrorism – look, people who are in ISIS are probably going to get through whatever wall is put up. I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, now, they might, some of them might get caught. might be a little bit more difficult. Um, but, you know, if you have the resources of ISIS, yeah, yeah, it's what you're talking about, people who are making, you know, 12 cents a month uh, trying to get across. It's going to be a little bit more difficult when there's a, a wall there. Uh, and, um, I, and I think that's really what it addresses more. Uh, but, I mean, when you, yeah, it's, it's more about illegal immigration. It's a, yeah. and, and it would it would curb the drug trade to a certain extent um, if you build the wall. Yep, it's yep. not about necessarily putting a stop to all terrorism. I mean, he, and he knows that. He's just he's doing what all progressives do, and that's setting up a false premise and then knocking it down. 
Uh, there's no wall tall enough or high enough to stop an airplane from flying at 40,000 <laughs> feet into the United States of America. Uh, we know that, dude. Well, we to, know that. To be fair, a 40,001-foot wall would do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't fair. exist right now, Right now, no, it doesn't right now. Right but now. In theory, that but could maybe happen. Trump can build a 40,001-foot high wall. Another thing that would help that would be a dome. You could dome the country, and that would protect against it. There are no <laughs> domes currently big enough to cover the United States of America still. That's true. But we could build one, and maybe we should. Maybe we should. Anybody ever thought of that? Uh, yes, Stephen King did a book about doming a city. Didn't they? Uh, Jeffy, it was a show, yeah. so you saw There's it. There is a TV show, too, yes. It's called Under the Dome? Yes. Under the Dome. That's correct. Mm -hmm. you seen it, Pat? Seen that one. Jeffy, you've seen it because, you know, oh it was my broadcast gosh. Pat, you've seen a television show? I have. I've seen that one. And uh, it's over now. Bye-bye. Michael Chick.